Hey everybody, I'm Peter and I'm looking for my tribe. He's gonna make Bantha babies, it's Mike. Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the podcast that explores the Star Wars expanded universe through deep dives into movies, books, TV shows, all the things. Speaking of deep dives, we we've never gotten into this, but but you know, I'd mentioned Banthas. How is that an efficient form of transportation? I mean, I don't I don't know if we want to jump straight into the episode yet, but well, that's one thing it. that really stuck with me. Why does anyone ride a Bantha anywhere? I feel like I could absolutely walk faster than a Bantha. It's like a camel. It's just like they're gonna go hella far. Is yeah. my is my far. It's it's like uh, you, okay. you don't want to waste energy in the desert. I just yeah, think there was slow moving desert power. Like in the desert, they could go forever. Desert and so power. what I'm guessing is happening is they're just walking incredible distance. That's a good point. So yes, so if you haven't guessed, we are talking about chapter four, the gathering storm of Book of Boba Fett. And so yeah, let's just jump right into it. I mean, okay. that actually might even segue me into a point. I didn't intend this, but you know, this is what this is what raw electricity between co-hosts look like. Um, did you notice that there was a giant time jump in this episode? Because they Yeah, like the Fennec it. Shan thing. Like it's like he's wandering and then all of a sudden he's meeting Fennec Shan. Yeah. So I mean yeah. th- she mentioned it and that caught me off guard because I didn't really think about it. It's like it's like been in the desert all those years. I'm like, wait, I all know. those years. 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 And then thinking about it, I'm like, okay, so Return of the Jedi ends at like four BBY and then Mandalorian at starts at nine BBY and that's yeah. when he meets Fennec Shan. So that means there's five years between. Yeah. And I, the show, in my opinion, did not do a very good job no. of showing when those five years happened. It's, there's been a lot of online speculation of like, was he with the sand people for five years? Was he just traveling yeah. the desert? And now that we talked about the Banthas, I think that's my headcanon is it just takes five years to get anywhere on a Bantha. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that probably makes the most sense. I, yeah. um, I, yeah, I, I, I I picked it up through exposition, unfortunately, <laughs> that yeah. it's been years, but I would not have known, you know, unless that was said. Um, my guess was, okay, I guess it's a split between being with the Tuscans, which, to be fair, he learns mm-hmm. a shit ton from the, oh, yeah. sorry, a butt ton from the Tuscan, so it's like... It's okay. Star Trek says the S word now, so uh, I think cool. that's, that's uh, family cool. friendly <laughs> enough. Right. Sweet. Sorry to any parents listening to this that disagree. Um... But, yeah, so I, I guess that must have taken a while for him to get, like, you know, acquainted and accepted and, yeah, to ride a, a Bantha. But I'm also going to say something weird about the Bantha, something I noticed about the Banthas, is mm-hmm. when he's sitting around the fire, you know, Boba Fett lo- loves animals. and Boba Fett where? Where? And he is sitting around the fire and they, you know, eating whatever animal he's eating. And the Bantha's yeah. like, Err. and he throws it a piece of meat. I'm like, okay, okay, wait. So Banthas are meat eaters. And if they're meat eaters, <laughs> what meat is a Bantha hunting down and eating? Jawas. Like, really? Like, they have these <laughs> big teeth that look very flat. Like, they look yeah, like totally. herbivore teeth. They look like they are herbivores. And they move like it. It's like an elephant. What? What meat yeah. is an elephant eat? What meat is a woolly mammoth eating? Like, they're not hunting anything, like, totally. at, at that pace. So I'm like, is this just, are they, or will Banthas just eat meat if they're fed it, I guess? But, like, would, I've got would, to imagine that that's the case. Because it also, I mean, I don't know if this was, we've talked about some acting choices that Tamara Morrison's making, but I almost read it as, like, it was a surprise to him, like, 
oh, you like meat? Like this was the first time he ever tried it. (laughs) So like it might be that thing where you like try to give your dog something. You're like, oh, you like that? And then they like barf it up and five minutes we just didn't see that scene there okay um but yeah i that is that that was odd to me as well because we all know flat teeth does not equal carnivore in the wild yeah so i mean i can yeah i can suspend the disbelief there but it just it was a thing Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so i think that makes sense i my my guess is what makes most sense story-wise is yes he spent most of that five years training and becoming accepted. And I think that would lend more credence to why this hits so hard to him and why it's a, such a loss for him that these people were, were taken away. It's hard to see that in the show because it wasn't really shown to us yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but narratively, if that is the case, you know, there's a difference between living with someone for five years and then losing them and living the fruit with them for a couple of weeks and still being hurt and by that and losing them. Yeah. Um, that being said, my head cannon is going to say that it takes 2.5 years to get to the pikes and 2.5 years to get back. So he That's was just, fair. he was just taking a real long time traveling back right. and forth. That works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, that might segue us a little bit into our feelings about this episode. Um, I will start. I usually yeah. put it on you. No, I'd l- you kick us off. I am going to say I, we. I started this episode before we recorded, saying, "All right, my struggle today is we need to stay positive." And you know, in the sense of, I still want to talk about the things that didn't work for me, but I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of the show's the worst. I hate the show. I will yeah. say this episode did not help talking about the trajectory of where the story could go. We've been saying. They're doing some cool stuff. It started pretty high for us. They're doing some cool stuff, but it really matters how it pays off. We'll see where it goes from here, but I'm interested. And last week, it wavered a little bit, and then today, um, as close as I can be to being off this show, it really lost me in this one. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel, Mike? Uh, similarly, I... But I'm not, like... I'm not yet bummed or anything, and I'm... I, I really am viewing this more as a book than yeah. a, um, you know, it's a, it's a limited series. So I, I almost want to take this as, and we, we keep saying this, I'm just really going to be reading and watching this as a, uh, as the seven part series it is collectively. There were things that definitely didn't work. Um, m- most of this episode I'd say didn't really work for me, which is wild. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know the the body mod parlor again was just a little jostling for me, yeah. similar to the teens. Like the um, the time jumps weren't well done. Like we we alluded to that, um, and there was nothing really. Well, actually, there is there is something big we've learned about Boba Fett, and it seems to have debunked my theories that he's going to be the liter- liberator of the Tuscan Raiders, which is I'm kind of bummed about. Yeah. What what was that? Let's there's a couple things you brought up that I want to touch on, but let's start there. What was the theory that you think is debunked? Well, I I was I was playing this as he is going to reclaim Tatooine for the Tuscan Raiders and that is his that is his underlying motivation to become a crime lord, crime boss, but it seems like his motivation while not bad is not that. It seems like he was, you know, he spoke to Fennec Shand about, you know, how many jobs have we done by idiots and we're smarter than those guys. We should be the bosses so we don't have to do jobs for idiots. 
Like that's the motivation, which isn't bad. It's just not exciting or different. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. it's, so I was a bit bummed by like the motivation revelation because I do think it is critical to buying into Boba Fett and this show. I think it's critical that his motivation works and it doesn't not work. It's just a little boring. It's just a little passe. Yeah. I, I kind of thought I'm, I'm waiting on that. I don't have strong opinions. I actually did kind of think that was his motivation is just, it seems like I'm sick of being a bounty hunter. Like what's another way I can kind of sustain myself and get power. Um, Because, I mean, he is technically still a bad guy, no matter what this series has kind of done to soften him. So maybe that would that that was less of a jarring thing for me to hear from him. One thing I will say, I don't know how this is true. I have heard people speculate that the bulk of the Tuscans, like the main ones, the kid maybe, and the warrior person were still alive somehow, but I thought I saw both of their bodies when he went to the camp and burned them. So I don't know if I missed something or if that's just speculation that they're doing something wild. The other thing I'll say is speaking of desert power earlier and kind of in one of our early episodes alluding to Dune, one of the things that they said in Dune is the Fremen, the native people of Tatooine, the former occupants thought there were, I don't remember the exact numbers, but there were 50,000 of them. But as they embedded with them, there's actually millions and millions of them living underground. So their numbers are much greater than you would think. And we get a line like that in Book of Boba Fett where, you know, it says that the the Tuscans are the native people and there are a lot of them living underground. And so, you know, the the tribe we see could be the tip of the iceberg where... The fact that he did live with them for five years means something, even if the exact ones that he was with aren't still alive. The yeah. fact that he was accepted as a raider and the fact that he was working to better the lives of raiders might go a long way for the entire population of hidden raiders that are living underground. So yeah. I could still see a big surprise at the end where it's like there's a big battle or something and then... You know, they look outnumbered, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, oh, what's up? I was going to make a Lord of the Rings reference. I forgot the name of the... Oh, yeah, the the Army of the Dead. Yeah, I I forgot the name of the battle, but the Army of the Dead comes over the hills and just wipes, and that's all Tuscans, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing I could definitely see, so I I wouldn't say that... Yes. Your theory is maybe dead, but I, I could... Yeah, I could definitely see how that could come through. True. Yeah. Yeah, I um yeah, that I I I think I probably said it in an earlier episode where I'm expecting all these characters to meet in the end and contribute to the great war or you know whatever whatever however that manifests in and in what you've described that Lord of the Rings moment that you know you call in storytelling the Deus Machina the uh, you know the um you know the saved by the by divine intervention at the end um kind of moment mm-hmm. will, will likely happen um it happens all the time it happened in it happened in mandalorian um it, it happened well in mandalorian but it happened there too 
Yep. Uh, when you know all the uh, all the mandos show up, that was cool. Um, yeah, I but, mean, speaking if I can jump in real quick. Speaking of people showing up and the Mandalorian, I know that you are maybe you you've traditionally not looked into Easter eggs and been a little less in tune to some of those shadowings. But have you heard the big the big surprise that was at the end of this episode that was actually pretty subtle that we hear the Mandalorian theme at the end oh, did, when he says something about like, if you have enough money, you can get friends or something. And then the oh, Mandalorian yeah. whistle happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So now the big theory is that Din Jaren is going to be showing up in this series. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm just trying to figure out how that, like, I, I guess, I guess I don't know how that, ties into the Mandalorian, the, the show, like it's, I'm a little confused by it. Uh, so this would have been after all of we're at it. Yeah. Because the timeline is all all confusing. So this would have been after the end of season two when he basically calls his buddy like, Hey, since we left, I'm a, I'm a, I'm at Jabba's palace. I could use your help. Yeah. Um, I think there's, yeah, my, my two senses, it's more likely that, She's Fennec Shand is talking about uh, the other Mandalorians, not necessarily uh, Din Jaren. Yeah, yeah. Um, all those, all those Mandos. Maybe I, I don't know because I, I think it would just be weird for Din Jaren's character to be like, "Yeah, I'll help you become a crime lord. That's my bag." Um, yeah, I could see him though, just coming to help him out. Maybe yeah. even if it's for money, like. Just being like, hey, I need I need resources. Like, hey, like it's a job. Some, yeah, it's yeah. a job. Basically, I could see that. So, mm. I think my hesitation is again. I I'm, I think about these things in arcs. I think about it in a, you know, how did it start? How do we think it's going? How do you how do you think it's going to end? And so again, this is what we were worried about. You know, the the reference fest. The hey, you like this character? I think the Mandalorian I expected in episodes one and two would not have done that and i would have been very happy with it they could still pull it off in a satisfying way but it it just is making me nervous again yeah that's fair that's really fair Uh, yeah i'm not without nerves i I mean again to nerves and and this is what i wrote in my note plot 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 um the i was really celebrating and happy with the lack of plot in this show in the first couple episodes Mm. And so the fact that this one is so plot heavy is pretty not, it's pretty annoying to me. Um, but speaking of the plot, it, it continued the story from Mandalorian uh, where we first see Fennec Shand and there's that Han Solo wannabe that shoots her, I guess. I, if you remember when we recorded that, I turned that episode off like 75 minutes in because I just didn't care. I couldn't finish that episode. Um, so Funny, I, yeah. I'm piecing together that that's, that's exactly what happened, but um, it looks like this is basically reviewing what happened to get Boba Fett and Fennec Shan together after her tragedy in yep. the first season of Mandalorian. <clears throat> and then secondly, show us why Fennec Shan is sticking around with Boba Fett. And so my questions to you is, one, mm-hmm. yeah. is that a story that we necessarily needed, like to see how this how this all came together? And then two, how did they how did that sit with you? How did they sell the 
Fennec Shand Boba Fett relationship? I I thought it was f- fine. I it was just like it was kind of um it was believable enough for me to go okay I, could, I guess I'll I guess I'll buy that, but it wasn't compelling either to go like wow they are you know I I think you know duos that have been sold together well are are like Din Djarin and uh, Grogu. Like yeah. that is a relationship that you, that is so, you so deeply believe, but it's also so central to the show that it needs to work. Whereas with this, I, I don't actually think we need too much buy. I don't need too much buying with Fennec Shand and Boba Fett are both wanderers and are connected by, you know, like they're basically starting a business. They're they're starting a business together, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's fine. It's not like it's not motivation that I'm like they would die for each other, but I also just don't think we need that. Um, so maybe I'm defending it a little bit just to say it worked fine, good enough. No, that's good, and I think you know often you 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 say that you like these conversations to coalesce your thoughts. That it's nice to hear you talk about it because that kind of coalesce and maybe soften my thoughts about it a little bit as well, because I didn't buy it. I was like, I, when she, he's saying the reason you should go with me and then she like looks at him is like, I'll stay or whatever. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know why you would be convinced. Like, what did he sell you that makes any sense? That's funny. That's funny. Cause I actually thought in that moment of like, yeah, you know, I'll come check it out. Um, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, yeah, I would too. Like, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. because I was just like, yeah, I mean, Hey, this dude wants to be the boss and all you gotta do is, you know, use your skills and hang out in his ship. Like, I just don't know what else, I guess I'm wondering what else does Fennec Shand have in her life that's worth anything. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's no relationships and no boss and no job and no home and no family. So this person yeah. saved her. And made, like, literally saved her and, you know, whether she wanted to be saved or not, and then didn't ask for much in return. I think for her, that's enough to be like, okay, I'll stick with you. Like, you seem to be okay of a person you haven't wanted. You haven't wanted any, like, her paying the due was, she paid the due. Yeah. I don't know. No, I like that reading of it. And I think that sets the stage for something more interesting than I was originally expecting as well, because I think what I was fighting against is that you're right. She doesn't have much to live for. She doesn't have, or, you know, that sounds dismissive. I feel bad about being dismissive about how sad her life is. Um, but that's kind of the life of a bounty hunter. You know, they're solo. They, they're Han Solo. They uh, go around the galaxy just doing jobs and being, being alone and kind of, that's been her vibe for everything we've known about her so far. And so to me, I feel like she's just as likely to be like, yeah, I'll go with you as she is like, why would I go with you? Like, I'll just go off and keep doing what I was doing in the past and like just make money and not have to split the profits. And like, yeah. it's just like, that doesn't make sense. So, but what is interesting about that is one that does feel like a real character trait where it's just like, yeah, I'll check this out. Um, and so I like that. And then two, it also does set up a potential conflict at the end where, yeah, what if she is like that? What if at a certain point she goes, you know what, this Boba thing is not worth it for me. And so she 
flips or leaves him and does yeah. her own thing. And that's kind of Boba's lesson in the end is like, I, this is what I get for trusting people and something tragic happens to him. And maybe that's how we close the Boba Fett story. So I do like that. And so that softened it, softened it for me quite a bit. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with their character arc. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking forward to what's happening with their Eric, <laughs> with their character arc. I think it's done. I think it's been resolved. She's his sidekick now. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I think it's going to end there. Um, so, I mean, if something more happens, I'll, I'll be like, cool, but I'm, I'm just not expecting it. I think, yeah, I think it felt, it feels resolved enough for me to think that they're not going to do much more. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I'll rephrase that to say I will choose to be optimistic about that relationship okay. for the next couple of episodes because I'm not necessarily expecting anything. It very likely could be that's the end of it. And yeah, yeah they just continue and try to be in Book of Boba Fett season two and three together as sidekicks and yeah. go show up in the Mando. But it could also set the stage for something interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say that the thing that maybe rubbed me the wrong way and this this is a these are tropes from like a literary if you take like english classes you you probably know a lot about this mike um but i do want to give credit to joanna robinson who's one of my favorite podcasters about like geeky stuff and pop culture and lots of things um she brought up this point about there's an archetype in storytelling of the stoic and Mm -hmm. it's the very stone-faced quiet kind of badass archetype you know boba fett is a stoic mm-hmm. uh fennec shan is a stoic there's you know uh din Jaren is a stoic and what Big is time. useful when you have a stoic is to pair them with someone who is more yeah. fun you mentioned you know it works when it's Grogu. the mandalorian and baby yoda because he can be a stoic he can be the straight man but then baby yoda is doing the fun cute stuff yeah. it works with k2so and cassian andor you know yeah. um like he's the serious one and K- k2so can be kind of a bad asteroid who makes quips and is erratic you know yeah and so i think maybe that's one thing that's necessarily not working is just the pairing of boba fett and Fennec Shand as two Stoics. Yeah. It's just, they don't, who do they have to play off each other? And you can notice it in the few scenes where they go to the cantina and it plays off of uh, Jennifer Beale's character, whoever the bar owner is, I forgot her name, yeah. Yeah. or even like the goofy like secretary for the major, whatever that guy's name is. Like It just brings so much more life to it to have someone with a little bit of personality that it's... Yeah. I think that's maybe what's rubbing me the wrong way. And it feels like they're overcoming it in this episode, which is overloading plot instead yeah. of character development. And that's, that kind of rubbed me a bit. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I, I don't necessarily think man, I would, I don't think I would bucket Boba Fett as we see him in this series as a stoic, actually. I, hmm, interesting. I, I think they've done some unearth, like, and I think moments that are trying to, or, or they just didn't sit long enough on him being a stoic for me to feel that because mm-hmm. I think like you see the way he treats the rancor or the bantha and like he clearly has connections with, you know, these other sentient though, you know, I don't know, beings. So yeah, I, I th- uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know what point that makes, but just to mm-hmm. say like, I think they're trying to set him up as like, 
someone a little more feeling. Um, I think so too. And I think I'm also bringing in the Boba Fett character from the movies and comics and things like that mm-hmm. as well. You know, I'm also, he's at, he's definitely a stoic in Empire Strikes Back, for example. Oh, yeah. He barely work. He barely says anything and just nods his head slowly. And so I do think that they're maybe trying to develop him into not being a stoic. Yeah. I just don't know if he's gotten there yet. And I, the thing that to coalesce my thoughts is what I said at the end that kind of put it together for me is what I'm looking for in most stories. And what I thought they were doing with this was character development, not plot. And so that's the story that I'm interested in. I want to see the growth. I want to see these things. I want to see them. It's show, don't tell, right? I feel like this was tell, 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 tell. Yeah, And just was. plot. And so... It was majorly. Aside from all the little details and nitpicks, I think the general theme of how I'm feeling about this episode and last episode a bit too is I would much rather to just be shown this and really focus on character development instead of plot. Yeah. Um, but speaking of plot and one of the things you brought up, we have to talk about this mod scene. I don't think there's a lot more I really want to chat about. I do want to say I was hopeful that there would be some arc with these characters. Um, and especially the kind of core group that we saw in the first episode, I'm sure we will see them later on and maybe there's something else coming of it, but this did not, uh, this scene did not bode well for that. It seemed like mm-hmm. they were just again, set decoration without any real development or personalities. Um, also, I wanted to point out, speaking of Easter eggs, do you know who the the doctor was? The doctor? I don't. That, and that was, person was a doctor. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't know what to call him. The guy yeah, who yeah. was doing the surgery with the robot arms. The tattoo um, artist, yeah. Yeah, the tattoo artist, exactly. He's actually a very famous person. He's pretty tight, <laughs> okay. actually. His name's Thundercat. He uh, is a really famous bassist. Yeah, I was going to say the bass player, Thundercat? Yeah, yeah so I, which I hell? admire just, I uh, mean, as a wow. bassist, knowing a, how hard it is to get anyone to care at all about a bass a player. Funky ba- he's a funky bass player, he's too. He's incredibly good. He's... um. One of the most sought after bass players in music, in the music industry right now. He also came out with some solo records that are pretty incredible and won a bunch of awards. You know what I didn't know about Thundercat though, which you may have known. Do you know how, what he first, like how he first started, how he kind of came to the scene, what he was in a band? Yeah, I think, God, I don't know why I thought he would not Soulfly. Um, No. Close though, actually, or not Primus or Soulfly or something else like in that vein. So he he was the bass player for a number of years for Suicidal Tendencies, the hardcore band. Yeah, Yeah, I know it was, and yeah. And then he 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 left Suicidal Tendencies, and then uh, yeah, went on to do a solo career. He he worked with a bunch of people. Worked. There's incredible uh, video of him playing bass for Mac Miller during the. tiny desk concert for NPR and he just goes nuts. And so he's very cool guy. I do not think he worked in this episode at all. I thought it was so odd and cringy and the, ba- the, the music really bugged me in this. Just the that music trance. was bad. It was yeah. again, it's like we're dipping into Tron and I don't know why. So it's there's, like, a, there's a bit of controversy about the music in here. I, I don't care about it in this level because I like expanding what Star Wars can be. I will say, though, that um, 
people are upset because this 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 song was written by Thundercat, or at least the main baseline underneath is one of his baselines that was maybe remixed for this episode. Oh, and yeah. so people are like, "That's not Star Wars. We're bringing something from real life into Star Wars." And I don't care about it that I level. It's just the Euro trance, like, oomps, oomps, like yeah. just didn't work for me. The fact that it's Thundercat's baseline actually makes it work a little bit more for me, <laughs> just because yeah. I think it's so cool. But yeah, but like overall, I, it didn't work for me but mm-hmm. um to be fair zeb from rebels sits around listening to guitar <laughs> solo rock and roll so it's that not is like this is true. out of universe it's there's precedent this is not the first time so i don't so if people are gonna be like that's not star wars i would be like well okay dig in a little bit then because mm-hmm. um i do love oh do you know what we do have to talk about some things i loved I love the chrysanthemum, black chrysanthemum, all the stuff. I thought that was a cool scene. And like him, you know, the bar, I I love the owner of this, whatever, being like, don't do it. Like, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, come on, I'll clear your tab. And he's just, I love that he, instead of putting down, he does just rip off the arm. Mm -hmm. And I love, I loved when he's just sitting around fuming about these Trandoshans, like, just yeah. looking at them fuming. And like for those who know that Trandoshans hunt, you know, um hunt Wookiees for sport, mm-hmm. it was just this added measure of like, oh yes, what is he going to do? Um, so I thought that was really fun. And you know what? I think that goes to my point. I think that was one of the parts of the episode I really enjoyed as well. And because again, they showed they didn't tell. It was there was character development there, and part of it is, you know, Black Kersanthan can't speak in, you know, basic, and so he's not going to be talking about, man, I hate these Trandoshans because of all the stuff they did to my family. Did you know my dad was hunted by a Trandoshan? Like, all that stuff yeah. that we don't need. But I, our, I could tell exactly what's going on through his head, that he's just feeling upset that he kind of was, like, beaten by Boba Fett and is feeling like a chump, and he's just, like, drinking his yeah. feelings away, feeling salty and like having it just spiral within him until he just becomes an angry drunk yeah. and just gets triggered by the fact that these Trandoshans, like you said, canonically hunt his people. And it's just like, I'm going to wreck shop. I'm going to just it. get my emotions out in a very destructive way. It says a lot about his character. And then the way that Jennifer Beale's character, again, I'm sorry, I forgot her name in the show, kind of tries to calm him. And he the part that I really like is he's like, he thinks about it and he goes, Nope, it's worth it to rip their arms off. Yeah, I love and that. then he pays the bar tab. That it. tells a lot about him too. It's just like, he has the choices. He's not a desperate person. He has money. He has things like that. It's where he can just kind of be the jerk at the bar that beats up everyone. And then just like pays like a huge tip. And he's like, sorry about the mess. And like walks out. And, and yeah, I love that. You'll notice when he sees Bob on his way out, he just gives him kind of a nod of like, and like walks out whereas before he maybe how no matter how unhealthy that outlet is before he got his emotions out i wonder if he would have been able to handle seeing boba fett and so that brings up so many interesting things about his character without saying barely any words yeah and something yeah and also it sets up that like he just maybe had a hefty fee and paid it all so he's looking for a job yeah that's another great point and so 
I think we'll probably see him join the Motley crew. I am a little Hell nervous yeah. about having another quiet badass on the team, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that works out. I do. Yeah, think but he's, he's at least more fun. He's yeah. just the best of them. That is really cool to see that character in live in live action. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, was there any other stuff that you did really like? Uh, I I wish I could remember this beat by beat. Um, so there's, I'm, I'm, I have in the background, some of the things, some of the points that I remember, there's the Nikto, um, bikers that he massacres and evidently Fang Shan's like, cool move, dude. (laughs) Like, you know, very, very psychopath behavior, very Anakin Skywalker behavior, just mows them down. Um, and the thing that I thought was interesting about that is they're talking about the Nikto bikers, and she says, Fennec Shan says, Nikto bikers killed sand people? Highly unlikely. So that brings up two points. One, yeah. we, we touched on this. I think this is more evidence of Obi-Wan racism, that mm. it's unlikely that the Nikto bikers were skilled enough or badass enough to kill the sand people. So him kind of dismissing them as having clumsy blaster fire and being unorganized in a new hope. I think it just really shows some ugly bias on Obi-Wan's part. (laughs) But secondly, I think that brings up something interesting because I think that's getting to trying to set up a a underlying mystery where it seems like they're trying to set up a frame job that they made it look like the bikers did it, but maybe the pikes did it. Maybe the huts were behind this the entire time pulling the strings. Uh, we still haven't seen Kira and think that there might be something there. So maybe, maybe Crimson Dawn is the shadowy figure that'll show up in the last episode and say, we did all this for some weird reason. Do you have any thoughts about that whole mess? Yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought you put it together nicely. It's just laying the groundwork for what's to come. <clears throat> and you know, that was the fourth episode. We've got three more. I'm, I'm going to say I, my, I, I have a feeling this next episode's similarly not going to be the best. And then hopefully mm-hmm. there's going to be home runs hit in the last two. Um, yeah. That's kind of been a star Wars trend in yeah. a lot of series. Yeah. 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 I will say that. Oh, I had a thought about that and then I totally forgot what it was. It went completely out of my mind. Um, but I don't remember, so I will move on <laughs> from that. Do you have any other thoughts about the the Nictos? I'm sure I will remember my point, like at the end of the episode, and be like, "Oh wait, nothing, nothing right now." Yeah. Um, so I the other things that I think I want to kind of talk about is there was the Sarlacc pit scene um, that you might be forgetting. Yeah, um, that scene was fine. Yeah, blowing up at Sarlacc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remembered. I want to go back to the the, Nick does. One thing talking about the arc of this series and this kind of mystery is Migna Wen in an interview said that, you know, when you see the end of this, there's a very satisfying ending and you'll see kind of what we were going for this whole time. Made it sound kind of like, um, I don't know if you've seen, I I told you that you you need to watch the movie Power of the Dog where... The, the movie is kind of one thing until the very end something happens and kind of changes the perspective of everything that happens in that movie. Um, and so that's kind of what she made it sound like is like, okay, at the end you'll look back at this and really like 
see what we're doing. I mean, what else is she going to say? I doubt she's going to be like, yeah, I mean, the ending's boring and we kind of made some mistakes. But if we want to be positive about it, I think that kind of goes to the general thing we're feeling right now of, and what you were saying, you're you're looking at it as a book. You're going to look at it as a complete story and really see the ending before you judge it. And I think that's smart. And I think that also is hopefully laying this mystery could have a really satisfying ending that we're not seeing. And so I'm not out on this series by any chance. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'm going to happily fire up the next episode. I, I, I do think that we need to wait and see a bit, and this one just didn't necessarily work for me that yeah. well. Yeah, I, I agree. That's but yeah. Just we enough. can nitpick yeah. the Sarlacc pit. I mean, I thought that was silly. I thought it was weird that he went in there without his armor, even though there's a bunch of acid and stuff. But um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? I don't know how much time I want to spend yeah. <laughs> talking about the Sarlacc pit. It was just another thing that I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah no. I think, I think we're ready to roll. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about this um, is that the table scene with the the Grinch mob boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was pretty that was pretty good to me. And I, I did kind of like that. Um and that is again setting up a little bit of mystery and will they won't they, you know, will one of these crime bosses turn on him? Will one of them come to his rescue when the showdown does happen? And this yeah. gave me more of the Godfather vibes I was looking for. And so I th- I'd say that did work for me. Um, I thought, you know, the putting the dinner table on the Rancor pit was kind of a fun little. Yeah. Little cool flex. Yeah. Cool flex for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will also say that I think I'm interested to see where that also goes. And it's good to note that that was kind of the last thing from all the trailers that we've seen. They've done this a lot in Star Wars mm. before where they'll only show things in the trailer from the first half of the season and then yeah. withhold the rest, whether it's that the second half isn't finished or that there's big things happening in the second half of the season that they don't want to even hint at. So yeah. that's another reason why I might want to be optimistic about, okay, we've seen everything that we were expecting at this point. So everything from this point on is new. So I am going to choose to hope that this new stuff is stuff that will be exciting and I will remain positive about it because like I said, I mean, it's the first two episodes were awesome. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this finishes and that can yeah. be an indication of something cool coming. Yeah. Holistically, I'm excited to see how it ends. I'm, Though I, you know, though though I didn't love those episodes, I'm I'm still pumped that we're seeing live action Star Wars. Honestly, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I'd always be. I'm fine to go back to watching Star Trek too. At this oh, point, wow. I did not feel that after the first two episodes, but you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, that's fair. I think the last note that I had, unless you had anything else, is. I evidently this happened in another place. Um, it was kind of an official thing, and I, I think it's actually a good change. And I did not, I just didn't know about it. Were you aware that the name of Boba Fitz, Boba Fitz, Fitz, Fitz uh, Boba Fett ship has changed? That's good. Slave yeah. one is not the nicest sounding. 
I agree. So it's now called the fire spray. Um, and oh, so, he did say that. I was wondering, like, what are you talking? He's like, I got to go get my fire spray. And I was like, that must be the name of the gun on his ship. Yeah. Oh, got it. That makes so much more sense now. I'm I very confused. That- Exactly. I thought that was actually like the model of the ship or something. Yeah, I was a little confused, yeah. but then reading about it, I didn't, I forgot where the, it actually happened officially or if they just made an announcement, but officially they have changed the name of the ship good. for obvious reasons. So yeah. I like that. I'm sure some people are upset about it, but they can suck my butt. No, <laughs> love, love a good, love a good butt suck insult. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a good thing I added the word insult there. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm sounding I'm I'm feeling salty right now. I know I can tell you've had too much coffee, haven't you? Uh, I haven't had too much coffee, but yeah, I've uh, I, I'm on a new stimulant medication. And so oh, I, uh, I did ju- I did just get a hit. <laughs> wow, that's so, funny. Yeah, put your pseudoephedrine down, man. Oh yeah, no, I'm jacked up. Um, but those are all of my thoughts. Um. I think, do we have a name for the next episode or anything? No. I don't think we have any previews or anything. Let's just say, or is there, what are you kind of looking forward to in the next episode? You said that you think this one might be a snoozer, which would make sense for other series, but is there anything you are kind of looking forward to? Anything that was, any questions that were asked that you're looking forward to from this episode? I mean, all I'm looking forward to is more Black Chrysanthemum. And if somehow we can bring in Triple Zero, I will be, or Dr. Afra. If somehow one of those two wanders in here and that's hired help, I will be happy as a, you know, whatever, insert the metaphor here. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I am more confident than ever that there are going to be cameos, which is a bummer from a, Another, another storytelling standpoint that evidently that's just what Star Wars does now is yeah. a bunch of crazy cameos at the end. Um, it could be a cameo that works and is fun, like something like Dr. Afra, I think would be really cool because it would introduce a lot of people to a new, very cool character. And it's not just going to be something that's like, hey, remember this character you liked yeah. from the movies? Um, she's going to be net new for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that could really work. You know, if it's something like a de-aged Han Solo and Chewbacca, no, that's going to suck real bummed. I don't want any Um, of, I don't want that level. Yeah. And playing the comics, playing in the comics or in rebels or in clone wars, like that's great. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, Kira, I think we've already guessed that will happen. So like, it'll just be like, yeah, I, it wouldn't bug me either way. So, I'm now just resigning myself that something like that is going to happen. I am not going to be upset if it doesn't happen. Um, and I just have to wait and see to see if it's if it works for the story. And so that's kind of what I'm waiting for and what I'm looking for in that sense as well. Yeah, I think it's fair. That's yeah. Kind of, kind of where I'm at. Yep. So Book of Boba Fett, looking forward to episode five. Are you? Any, how am I? Is that just what no, I said, are you? Are you looking forward to it though? I'm looking forward to it because it gives me a chance to talk to you about Star Wars. Oh, uh, go suck on a lemon. <laughs> yep, it's going to be my birthday weekend when we record oh, next weekend too. So that's that's my little birthday present to myself is spicy. I get to talk to my friend Mike about Star Wars. That is all kinds of ten ploy. <laughs> yep. So I don't think we have an official oh. sign off or anything. Would you like to just tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us uh, on 
Instagram, Twitter, email, all at Rebels Rebels Pod, and then add the thing. Um, yeah. Shoot us an email. We'll love, yeah. get, love getting an email. Yep. And I will say, signing off for Mike and Peter, go make Bantha Babies. Nice. That's our new sign off. I love it. Yep. Bye. Bye.